Everybody knows that everything tastes better grilled outdoors. And that includes vegetables, and especially vegetables straight from the garden. But, uh, you know, I toss a Vidalia onion or some fennel and some olive oil and put it on the grill and that's it. But there's a whole world of grilling vegetables and even fruits, as we'll learn today on Ken Drew's Real Dirt Garden Show. Hello and welcome to Kendrew's Real Dirt, the garden show. I'm glad to have you visiting. From garden to grill to fork, nothing tastes better than freshly harvested vegetables grilled to perfection. And the new book, The Gardener and the Grill, is a grilling guide for gardeners, people who shop seasonally and carefully, and it's filled with recipes for things to do outdoors on the grill right through the summer. And it might be planked butternut squash with sage and brie, grilled gazpacho, can you imagine, a blackened fish po'boy, grilled green onion mayonnaise, pizza primavera, wood-grilled shrimp, am I making you hungry, with yellow peppers, tandoori turkey burgers, grilled baked apples, things you've never thought of. So join me today with my guest, Judith Fertig, and we're going to talk about grilling in the garden, the bounty of the garden meets the sizzle of the grill. I grill vegetables and occasionally peaches or pineapple, but for the most part, the vegetables are simply tossed in oil and maybe sprinkled with fine herbs. I suspect that there's a lot more to discover, and I'm going to with the help of my guest today, Judith Fertig. Hello, Judith. Hello, Ken. It's great to be on your program. Thank you so much. You and your co-author, Karen Adler, uh, both have vegetable gardens. Could you briefly describe the garden styles? Yeah, so we we have uh, two different uh, types of gardens. Karen and her husband, Dick, are, I guess what you would describe as tomato crazy. And um, so they have, uh, their garden is dominated by tomatoes. She's got square beds, kind of a parterre kind of garden, and um, and tomatoes dominate everything, and um, with herbs, you know, added. Um, my my uh, garden is more edible landscaping and more container gardening, um, since uh, my yard is very shady, so I have to go where the sun is, and um, so it, what adds up is that both of us have different styles and both of us have different things we love to grow, and, and it makes for an interesting uh, creative dynamic. Very shady uh, and edible landscaping, so you have your herbs and things mixed in with flowers and hostas and stuff like that. Yes, and, and, um, and vegetables and and. Um, and uh, I have two pear trees on the side of my yard, so um, so everything gets kind of mixed in, and and uh, and I don't mind it. I guess my my style is you might call it romantic, meaning it's slightly messy. <laughs> um, <laughs> so uh, I I don't mind things that start to take over or that you know. Um, wind their way amongst other uh, uh, different plants. So so it all works out. Well, you're from Kansas City, yes. and that's one of the grill capitals of the country, Correct. Uh, probably best known for steak. And even though your book, The Gardener and the Grill, is mostly about vegetables, it's not a, a strictly vegetarian book, and you have chapters on meat and poultry and fish. I just heard that uh, 
in America, there's an estimate of 7 billion hot dogs a year will be eaten by Americans. <laughs> <laughs> but you don't get into that too much. No, no. I mean, I like, uh, uh, you know, a good hot dog as much as the next person. But um, but no, we, we didn't think you needed any help with grilling hot dogs. So, uh. <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't know about that, but uh, you do have appetizers and sandwiches and fruits and desserts. And as you say, grilling makes everything taste better. Uh, but I found it very interesting that you're bringing, you know, as I said, I just, you know, grill some vegetables with oil and I do occasionally do a peach. But uh, you, you're really bringing all different kinds of cooking outdoors. We started off, uh, my co-author Karen Adler and I, we started off as, as cooks first and then we gravitated outside. And so we look at things that we like indoors, whether it's roasted or baked or or sauteed or stir-fried and think, well, what can we do with this on the grill that will make it taste even better? So that's, you know, I think one of one of the great techniques that if you like to stir-fry indoors, stir-grilling outside. I really wanted to ask you about that because th you don't just put a wok on the grill, right? No, is it, This no. is some kind of device? Yes, it's a it's called a, a grill wok, and yeah, some some of them are round like a like an indoor wok, uh, and some of them are square shaped. But what makes them different is they have uh, they're metal, of course, and then they have holes punched in them so that the flavor of the grill comes through. And the only thing you have to be careful of as a you know a person who wants to stir grill outdoors is that you don't cut up your food too small that it the pieces fall through the, the holes of the grill wok. But it's the same basic thing. You know, you uh, you can add a um, marinade to the food. Um, uh, you know, you can just drizzle it with olive oil, whatever you want. And then you stir grill it. Um, you know, you just kind of, you know, the same kind of stirring and turning over motion that you have indoors, you use outdoors, and it has the flavor of the grill, and it makes it delicious. Well, it does sound good. Yeah. And what's great for the gardener um, is that, you know, when your crop is just coming in, whatever it happens to be, and uh, right now for me it's uh, heirloom pencil pod beans, and uh, I love the yellow beans. And um, so, you know, you don't get, you know, you're not getting a bushel of pencil pod beans. You, you may mm -hmm. be getting a good handful. Well, if you have a handful of this and a handful of that and a handful of something else, you can make a great stir-grilled uh you know, entree from your garden and, um, you know, without having to wait until the whole crop comes in. Well, I'm hearing you, but I can't, I can't exactly picture it. The, it the, where are the holes on the walk? They're uh, all over the surface. There. So it's it's sort really? of like it's, their walk is perforated. So uh, it uh, they're little round holes. And uh, it's sort of, I'm trying to think of what... Um, it's sort of like a grill basket, sort uh -huh, of. Uh -huh. um, only, um, only it's in the shape of a wok. So, uh, so there. Uh, so, if you marinated food and and you wanted to to put this in the wok, you would have to turn the food over into the grill wok and over the sink or in the grass outside, so that the marinade, you know, falls I, through the I see. I see. Yeah. yeah. So. Well, others. So, yeah, uh, once you see it, it's it's you know very you know self-explanatory. Well, there's other things that I want to ask you about, <laughs> like this. What is planking and what is plank roasting? 
well, let's see. Planking is simply uh, cooking food on a plank of hardwood. And normally what you see uh, in planks that you buy at the store would be cedar plank. And that has the most aroma. Um, when you cook foods on a plank, uh, they don't really, they don't have the caramelized flavor of the grill and they don't taste smoky from wood, but they have the aromatic flavor of the plank, which is sort of a gentler flavor. And planking is great for uh, seafood, especially salmon, because you don't have to turn the salmon on the grill. You just put it on the plank and put the plank on the grill and you close the lid of the grill. Um, and it's it's uh, like people in the Great Lakes have been planking seafood in the oven for generations. And you can go to restaurants along the Great Lakes that, you know, they specialize in that. But you can also do that on your grill and it's it's really good. Uh, plank roasting would be if, um, uh, you know, with, with grilling, there, you know, there is, uh, you know, black, which is all like, you know, fire, 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 and then white, which is, you know, indirect or not as hot, and all kinds of shades of gray in between. So planking is one of those things you could put the plank right over uh, a direct fire. You could put it on the side if, if you have a fire on one side of your grill and no fire on the other. Um, so there are all kinds of things you can do with planking, and plank roasting is at a, at a higher heat. Wow. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, yeah, it's just a matter of, you know, moving things around. So, so I guess you don't have the, the fire all the way up when you're doing this, or you're going to just burn that wood. Yeah, well, you know, things on a plank tend to get done, you know, um, uh, you know, over a direct fire like that tend to get done really, really quickly. And um, so, yeah, you don't want to use, you don't want to buy the $45 baking uh, <laughs> plank and then use it once. And uh, But they have thinner uh, grilling planks that you can find at most hardware stores that, that you could, you know, if you had to give up one of those, that's that's not so big a deal. Wow. So might you do something like uh, things on skewers and put them on the plank? Uh, you could, but, uh, uh, and that's a good way to corral little foods. Um, but uh, I think what I, what I like better is to use the uh, sturdy herb stalks as uh, they are already growing in your garden, um, like rosemary. There's uh -huh. that that uh, Tuscan rosemary variety that has the really thick, uh, sometimes you see that as like grilling rosemary, or I don't know what they're calling it now, but, um, uh, and that you can, uh, you know, uh, strip some of the leaves off of the rosemary stalks and then thread your food on that. And then you get, you know, the added flavor of the rosemary and you've got this, you've done a little garden cleanup and, and, uh, you know, as as women, we like it when you can do more than one thing at a time. So, <laughs> <laughs> multitasking while you grill, yes, while you're gardening and yeah. grilling. Yes, that's true. That's a match made in heaven. Well, there's a, there's a lot of emphasis on herbs in the book, and uh, I'm going to have you tell us a little bit about some recipes in a moment. But when you said the rosemary, it reminded me of lavender. You have la you're cooking with lavender in the book too. Yes. And yes, you have, and yeah, go ahead. Just a little bit of a uh, little bit of lavender goes a long way. So, uh, you know, if you have very sturdy lavender stalks, and and I don't, I have Hitchcock lavender, and and they're, the stalks are not sturdy enough for 
uh, for skewers, but they are great, um, you know, to garnish food or a few uh, lavender buds, especially with berries. That it makes the berries taste somehow berrier, Ooh. if that is a that's a good term. But um, it makes them taste sort of purplier, you know. Um, uh, so, you know, that's a, that's a great complementary herb that you might not think of uh, to use, you know, with, uh, with fruits. Well, you have a lot of recipes for, well, you have herb vinaigrettes and marinades, and you also have dipping sauces. And uh, I know you have one recipe, which is rainbow carrots with cilantro chili drizzle. Yes. Yes, you know, you normally don't think of doing carrots on the grill. No. But, <laughs> but you know, if, you, if uh, you know, people roast vegetables in the oven and you can roast uh, carrots on the grill and they're fabulous. Um, you know, they're, and, and it's especially good, uh, obviously, for, um, you know, um, uh, junior high or high school age carrots. You know, the, the baby carrots are so pretty uh, that, you know, I, I think they're, they're best to eat raw or um, or you know very lightly cooked, but the the medium or the larger carrots are great. Um, um, you know, just brushed with a, a little olive oil, or uh, you could add a little bit of the cilantro chili drizzle and roast those on the grill, and they're they're wonderful. Uh, how long does that take? Do you think? Uh, well, you know, what the great thing about vegetables is that most vegetables, and especially carrots, you don't have to, you don't have to eat them cooked. You can, you know, they're great raw. Um, but I like mine, if I'm going to roast them, I like them crisp, tender. And so, I mean, it, it uh, you know, about 30 minutes, mm -hmm. 30, it, depending on your grill, it could be 40 or 45. So, um, but they're, they're delicious. Well, the thing that happens with all the vegetables and carrots, too, especially for that long time, is that they caramelize yeah. on the outside. And that's, besides the smokiness of the grill, which is wonderful, it's that caramelization, I guess that's a word, yeah. uh, uh, that's so wonderful. I mean, sweet and just, well, caramel. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and it's just that, it's just that flavor of the grill that you don't think of. When you think of carrots, you think of that, you know, just the carrot flavor, um, you know, the, the crisp and the slightly sweet but bitter at the same time. And um, But when you when you roast them, especially the, the cilantro chili drizzle gives you the, the warmth of the spices but the, the lemoniness of uh, cilantro. And it just is, you could just make a meal on those sometimes. You know, you think, oh, this is just so good, I, I can't stop eating it, which is... When you could say that about you know vegetables, that's that's you know that's what what you want to aim for. I'm speaking with Judith Fertig, who, along with Karen Adler, and uh, has produced a, a great new book. And I was going to mention also f photographs by Steve Legato, "The Gardener and the Grill: The Bounty of the Garden Meets the Sizzle of the Grill." And it's a book that's now it came out in April and is now in its fourth printing. Very exciting. And uh, you've really connected these two things. I mean, everybody loves to grill, and everybody today wants to grow vegetables. And you put these things together, and sometimes in unusual ways. And I, before I ask you the most unusual thing in the book, I want to know a little bit more about dessert. And especially, I know I said I, I've grilled peaches, and we can talk about that too. But uh, what are some of the things you might do on the grill that we would consider, they don't have to be dessert, but things that are sweeter. 
Um, one great thing that you can do, uh, and and this this just sounds uh, it sounds odd, but it's very it's delicious and it's easy and it makes a wowy presentation. Is to grill whole clusters of grapes. And you could do this for a dessert course, or you could do this, um, you know, for a cheese course. But uh, if you want, you can just brush the the uh, a bunch of grapes with a little olive oil or grapeseed oil, or you could just not not even do that if your grill is hot enough. And you just put the whole bunch of grapes on the grill, and then turn it over with tongs when the you know when the grapes actually get grill marks. And then the grapes are warmed, and you could serve them on a platter with like cinnamon creme fraiche, or or you could serve them, uh, you know, with a with a cheese like brie or a, um, you know a, a creamier kind of dessert cheese, uh, and and they're wonderful. They it brings out the real sugariness of the grapes, and uh, they have a very rustic appearance. And it's so easy to do. Um, we like those things that are really easy to do that maybe you wouldn't think of. That after you do it once, you think, "Well, wow, you know, I'm gonna, I'm gonna keep doing that." Amazing! Yeah. <laughs> I, I never would have thought of that. And and I'm going to do it, of course. I mean, what could be easier? But that's that yeah. sounds incredible. Yeah, and if you you know, and and to uh, to serve the grilled grapes, the bunches of grilled grapes on a on a rustic platter, you know, if you're having wine and cheese, you know, that could be very ho-hum. Um, but you grill some grapes, and it, it it's like all of a sudden it's like, whoa. Really special. Yeah. Uh, and, uh, well, tell me a little bit about the grilled peaches with lemon balm caramelata. Yes. Well, um, uh, we like... Um, um, you know, the Italian gremoladas that, uh, you know, it's usually the lemon zest and, um, and, um, and an herb and garlic that is the final um, finishing touch for uh, usually braised meats um, in, uh, and usually a winter dish. But uh, we like the idea of a fresher uh, herb gremolata that uh, bring that adds so much flavor to, to peaches. It's also good with plums or other kinds of stone fruits that you can uh, cut them in half, remove the pit, and uh, grill those uh, with a little gremolata. And that gives you flavor. Usually, with people with dessert, they kind of mind, you know, you know it's mind-numbing that what just pure sweetness can do and you keep eating but you're not satisfied hmm. whereas you could have a, a grilled peach with this lemon balm gremolata maybe a little bit of frozen yogurt on the side or a, a dab of of uh, sweetened you know greek yogurt and and that you're perfectly satisfied with that you don't have to have you know three scoops of ice cream to satisfy <laughs> you know what you want for dessert so um I like desserts that actually taste like something. I don't want to just eat, you know, a, a you know, a bad sugar cookie or, um, you know, something that is just sweet. And that's all you can say for it. Right. You, you, all of your recipes are have a little complexity, and it doesn't mean that they're hard. But uh, you're adding dimensions to everything that you are suggesting. So you cut the peaches in half if it's a peach, and you remove the stone, as you said the pit and now they're halved and yes they're halved and um and uh if if again if your grill is hot enough uh, you don't have to brush them with uh you know with 
melted butter or olive oil or grapeseed oil or whatever you normally do, and um, uh, you grill them cut side down, um, and uh, and then you can sprinkle on uh, this gremolata mixture, which is uh, you know lemon balm and um, and uh, you know what I like to kind of use whatever is fresh in your garden, the sweet herbs from your garden. You could also do tarragon if you like, or um, or a mint if, uh, you know, some kind of a mint. But lemon balm is uh, one of those things that a friend gave me that has overtaken my garden, so I use <laughs> lemon balm a lot. <laughs> uh, now, are you, are you peeling the peach? You could peel it or you could leave the, you could leave the peel on and just, uh, you know, peel it afterwards. So uh, it's, sometimes it's, um, uh, it you know it depends on the peach and depends how ripe it is. Sometimes it's easier if you let it cook a little bit before you peel it. So it just depends on your peach. And I imagine when it's grilled, the the skin just slips off. Yeah, really. it just kind of flips off much much more easily. So uh, so we you know we look at our recipes as they're they're not it's not my way or the highway. It's uh, <laughs> it's uh, they're templates and uh, they're meant for people to, you know, adjust and, and um, customize to what it is they like. So um, if people aren't growing lemon balm and, um, or um, uh, lemon verbena or, you know, you might have, you know, a different, you know, might have a, a more lemony geranium, a sweet geranium that you might want to use. And, um, and, you know, you most certainly could do that. So it's, it's meant to, to be kind of a starting off point. Well, uh, I tempted the listeners with the next question, which is, what the heck is grilled gazpacho? Oh, good. Well, um, grilled gazpacho is, uh, you know, you have gazpacho, and that's very refreshing during the summer. Um, and, um, you know, which is the the, uh, the very finely chopped up tomato and onion and cilantro and chili mixture. Um, that's kind of like a cold soup. Um, but we thought, well, what, what would that be like if you grilled the vegetables and then made gazpacho, hmm. and the result is fabulous. It's, um, it, is, it has the flavors of gazpacho, but it has this the smoky flavor that really grounds the, uh, the soup so that, again, you, you sort of eat this and you want more which I, I usually don't say about gazpacho. <laughs> <laughs> I like gazpacho, but, you know, seconds, uh, you know. Um, but this, you want seconds. Well, uh, I'm glad it's not just falling through the grates on the <laughs> yeah. pouring gazpacho <laughs> through the grates on the grill. Oh, boy. So um, w what are you growing right now? What do you think you're going to be perhaps harvesting in the next week or so from your garden? Uh, well, I have um, I have a, sort of a container garden that I call my griller's garden, and um, it's got uh, Japanese eggplant and uh, tomatoes and um, some um, heirloom zucchini <clears throat> that um, are all sort of our, our season here in Kansas City is three weeks early, and mm. uh, so we're getting tomatoes already, which is unbelievable. And um, so I'm going to be doing something with that this weekend, and um, uh, I think they should be ready by then. And 
uh, probably will just do, I love to do just a simple vegetable platter. Um, and I, I also have a lot of basil, and um, so I'll make the fresh basil vinaigrette, which has a lot of flavor, um, and just do the, you know, a platter of grilled vegetables and drizzle it with fresh basil vinaigrette and um, and um, maybe grill some flatbread along with that. And, <laughs> and people kind of make their own uh, flatbreads and crostini with the uh, with the very flavorful vegetables that, um, you know, and that's a very easy way to entertain. You know, you can just put the, it's kind of family style and people help themselves. That, that's great. And you also, I want to mention, have some pizza recipes too. In the Gardener and the Grill, the bounty of the garden meets the sizzle of the grill. My guest has been Judith Fertig from Kansas City, and she has written this new book with Karen Adler and photographs by Steve Legato. And I want to thank you so much for being my guest today. Oh, thanks so much, Ken. I've had a great time. Oh, good. Bye. Bye. Please visit KenDrews.com, where we're going to have some of the recipes that Judith and I talked about today. I'm definitely going to try those grapes on the grill. And join me again next week for another edition of Ken Drews Real Dirt, The Garden Show.